0: Welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. Cystic fibrosis is one of the most common, life-shortening rare diseases, affecting around 32,000 individuals in Europe and about 85,000 individuals worldwide. There have been a range of recent developments in the way that cystic fibrosis is diagnosed, monitored, and treated, with the aim of improving patient outcomes and quality of life. The August issue of The Lancet Respiratory Medicine is a cystic fibrosis special, bringing together cutting-edge research, reviews, commentaries, and correspondence on the subject, and highlighting areas of controversy. Professor Jane Davis joins me to discuss what has been achieved so far and which questions remain unanswered. Dr. Davis, the first stage in the clinical journey of a patient with cystic fibrosis is diagnosis, which is often achieved via screening programs. Could you outline some of the current controversies in this area?
1: Well, I think it's been really fantastic progress that much of the world has now adopted newborn screening. So what we mean by that is a newborn baby who will usually appear completely healthy, having a blood spot tested in the first week of life, and then the diagnosis being made really within the first two to three weeks. So that gives us a fantastic opportunity to identify babies early and initiate treatment And there have been uh, very significant nutritional benefits associated with that. But obviously, it is a screening program rather than a diagnostic tool in itself. And so there are several areas where there are still outstanding issues. Um, So one of those, for example, is that the aim of a screening program is to detect as many affected cystic fibrosis babies as possible, but as few unaffected CF gene mutation carriers as possible. And that's not always easy, getting that balance right. Uh, So, for example, we can sometimes lead parents to become quite distressed when we have a positive newborn screen and then the baby comes up to the hospital and turns out to be a healthy carrier. And that can cause quite a period of distress for families when they find that out. Another area of controversy, and this is something that is Talked about quite a bit in your accompanying feature by Castellani and Southern is that we're picking up babies now who may actually partially fulfill the diagnosis uh, but not completely have cystic fibrosis. The term that we're using in the UK is CFspid, which means screen positive inconclusive diagnosis, and increasingly these are uh, babies. whom we're not absolutely certain what the best way to manage them is. Most of them will be completely healthy babies, and we must be careful not to over-medicalize them. But some of them may have risk factors and go on to develop chest disease in later life. So, This article deals with some of the issues relating to that in in really quite an interesting way. We're obviously learning. Many of the different countries have slightly different screening programs. And I think bringing together viewpoints from different countries is going to be an important way of moving that forward.
0: Once a patient has been diagnosed, their disease must be monitored. What does clinical monitoring entail, and what are the major research topics in the area?
1: So there's lots of aspects to clinical monitoring. Cystic fibrosis, as you know, is a multi-system disease, so we'll monitor the child's nutrition and growth. And many of the children will need additional supplements, for their diet and will also need to take drugs to help them absorb the fat from the diet and we know that nutrition particularly early in life has got a very close relationship with later outcomes related to chest disease so babies who are really well nourished and can thrive and grow are in a better position to avoid some of the more serious problems related to chest infections we also of course monitor the chest and in the early stages when children can't really report any symptoms to us we'll be looking out for cough we'll be testing their secretions for infections. And if we do find those infections, we'll be treating them. In the article by Mika, they start to begin to address an area of great interest to those of us who are focusing on infection. One of the problems we have at the moment is that we take a swab, we send it to the laboratory, we wait a few days until that culture's up, and we may or may not get an answer. Increasingly, scientists are now using a technique looking at the actual DNA from the bacteria instead so the whole bacteria which is so-called microbiome in the airways as a research tool and trying to understand what that actually means so as a good illustration I was brought up on the premise that our lungs are completely sterile if we're healthy. But we now know, in fact, with these microbiome tools that that is, in fact, not the case. There are large numbers of organisms down there and the healthy body is keeping a balance of those organisms. And we're increasingly aware that that balance in patients with cystic fibrosis may be quite different to what it is in healthy patients and may become even more different as they go on through life under exposed to a lot of antibiotics. So it was very interesting to read in this paper that at the very early stages of life, and even in babies who haven't been exposed to antibiotics, the microbiome, so the mix of these bacteria in the noses of patients with cystic fibrosis at a very young age, is actually already different than it is in healthy patients. So I think it's something that's very intriguing. We need more data on it. We need to know how the nose relates to the lungs, etc. Um, but I think we're learning more and more about these tools and the relationship between the tools and clinical outcomes needs to be further looked into. So one other way for us to continue to monitor the patient's lungs is to ask the patients to do a number of flowing tests. We can test how good the lungs are at exchanging gases and how easily the air can flow out of the lungs. And we're also interested in having a look at the structure of the lungs to see whether there's already any damage. So... We usually undertake plain chest x rays. Certain clinics do um, CT scans, which can give us a much better look into the structure of the lungs. And in the paper by Wells et al., in this cystic fibrosis feature, CT scans were being used for a completely different function to our usual reasons. So, in this particular paper, the authors have looked at the diameters of the vessels, so the big vessel coming from the heart, the aorta, and compared it to the diameter of the pulmonary arteries. And very intriguingly shown that those patients with a larger diameter pulmonary arteries seem to experience more flare-ups or pulmonary exacerbations than patients without. This is probably reflecting a degree of pulmonary hypertension, although interestingly, it was seen even when the lung, at the FEV1, which is our main pulmonary respiratory outcome, was corrected for. So I think we don't know very much about this outcome measure yet, and this is the first time I've seen it reported. I think we need to learn more about it in other groups of cystic fibrosis patients, Um, but it's perhaps beginning to lend some support to the use of lung imaging and perhaps the more creative use of lung imaging as shown here.
0: There's currently a lot of excitement about new treatments for cystic fibrosis, including personalized therapies. What are some of the more promising advances in cystic fibrosis treatment?
1: As you say, there's a lot of excitement about new treatments. Until several years ago, all of the treatments that we had for patients with CF were really targeted at the downstream consequences of the disease. So the mucus buildup, the infection, the inflammation that ensued, and none of the treatments were targeting the root cause. And... As you know, cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease. Patients who have it have two mutated copies of the gene and they fail to produce a normal CFTR protein. And within the last few years, we have seen really the dawning of an era in which new small molecule drugs are targeting this abnormality in CFTR protein. And some of these are really leading to fantastic improvements both in lung health but also in nutritional outcomes and quality of life for patients with cystic fibrosis. The area has been very nicely reviewed in the article by Debec and Amaral and in that you can read about all of the new drugs that are being developed from these CFTR small molecules through to some quite interesting new antibiotic treatments and also anti-inflammatory agents. One of those CFTR modulators that has been most recently trialed is a combination drug called Orcambi. And also in this issue of the journal, Elborn et al., a report, a subgroup analysis from a previously published trial where patients with two copies of the commonest CFTR gene, which is F508-Del, previously called Delta F508, received this combination treatment. Overall, previously reported that that group of patients showed a significant benefit in lung function and exacerbations. But what this group have done now is they've gone back and they said, is that benefit actually still visible in patients with the most severe disease? So the cutoff for entering the trial was an FEV1 of 40%. So anyone below that wasn't actually allowed to take part. The patients who passed that FEV1 at screening and then deteriorated slightly before they started on treatment were then looked at in this subgroup analysis. And very encouragingly, they had very similar improvements in terms of lung function than did their healthier counterparts. So it's looking as though this drug is similarly effective in this more severe group. I think what they did report was a slight increase in the number of side effects related to the lung and it may be that we have to be particularly careful in initiating treatments of this sort in patients with the most severe types of lung disease.
0: Well Dr. Davis thank you for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: You're welcome, thank you.